Well, welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech Edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jackson Moody. We got a lot to talk about today. Texas Tech, uh, since we last spoke, played one basketball game. They beat Georgetown 79-65. Not a great Georgetown team. Not a great performance by Texas Tech either, especially in that second half for a stretch. Uh, We'll talk more about that. And then on the football front, Texas Tech will cap off a by all means, successful year one under Joey McGuire by playing against Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. So we get to beat another SEC team from Mississippi to cap off uh, our season. The problem with that is that's not where Texas Tech should be playing. We'll get into that more. And then we also have transfer portal news. Donovan Smith has entered the portal. And we have some players returning. All right, so on the basketball front, Texas Tech played Georgetown. Um was not the prettiest of performances for Texas Tech. This is not your dad's Georgetown team. This is not your older brother's Georgetown team. This is not your Georgetown team of a few years ago by any means. This is not a good Georgetown team. Um, I think they are a little bit better than uh, what their record shows or their previous performances shows. They did get a couple key players back. But Texas Tech was firmly in control in the first half up 41-26. And then it went bad. Uh, they got up to about 20-point lead in the second half and gave up an 18-0 run to l- allow Georgetown within a point. Pop Isaacs, um, the freshman, didn't have his best game ever, but he stepped up. He hit a big shot, um, a difficult shot to cut to end that run. A lot of credit to him there. That's not not an easy thing to do for a freshman. Um, I think that that shows another sign of moments from Pop Isaacs that we're looking forward to and hoping that we see more of. On the starter front, Texas Tech did well. Harmon, 18 points. Jalen Tyson, 18 points. Bacho, 15 points. He had 13 rebounds, too. That was a double-double. By the way, Jalen Tyson had nine boards. He was one board away from a double-double. Uh, Kevin O'Banner, 11 points, uh, 0 for 2 from 3, unfortunately. And then Pop Isaacs with 10 points. He did have three turnovers to four assists. Not the best numbers, but still uh, hit that big shot. That was crucial for Texas Tech. From the bench, Demarion Williams, he played well. Had six points, 2 for 4 from the field. Elijah Fisher had one point from the free throw strike. Um, and Elijah Fisher, he's a guy that we're going to have to be patient with. Um he could easily be in high school right now still. It's kind of kind of like Quinn Ewers left a year early, except he didn't leave a year early to sit on the bench. He came to get playing time. Aside from that, Kerwin Walton has been struggling. He has three threes all season now. He has one point from the free throw stripe. or I'm sorry, he had zero points. He was 0 for 1 from 3. K.J. Allen, Lamar Washington, and Robert Jennings all had zero points. Didn't put up a single shot. They had more po- more fouls combined than shots, and as many fouls combined as assists and shots. That's not good. That's not good what we're seeing out of our bench, and some of these guys are young guys that are still developing, uh, i.e. Robert or i.e. Jennings and Washington, and some of these guys are transfers that we expected more from, um, mainly Walton. Um Somebody's going to need to get hot over these next five games. Because AMAC is, he's getting his uh, cast off is what we're being told within the next week. And he can be a piece from the bench. Mainly he's going to 
need to be a guy to back up Bacho to give us some depth uh, in the bigs position because we look really small when Bacho is not in the game. But somebody else is going to get hot. Going to get hot. If we're expecting Williams to continue to be a guy and then AMAC to be a guy, you got seven. You need at least eight to really be a competitive team. One of Elijah Fisher, Kerwin Walton, KJ Allen, Williams are going to need to submit themselves as that guy that can be a key role player for, for us off the bench. If I had to bet my money, I'd say it's probably going to be Elijah Fisher as he gets more acclimated with the college games. But we have five games coming up where we don't play a team with a pulse, to be completely honest with you. These are not good teams coming up by any means. I think our toughest is Eastern Washington, and this is not even 2020 Eastern Washington that gave Kansas a game in the tournament. This is a much worse, much worse Eastern Washington team. So the only way we see really meaningful basketball these next five games until New Year's Eve when we play at TCU and then get into conference play is if one, we can get a guy off the bench to get hot that looks like he can be productive for us in Big 12 play. Two, if we lose and then it's disaster zone. I don't think that we're going to need to worry about that. Um, That will be a very sad podcast. I'll tell you that much if we if I ever have to talk about that. I don't expect that to happen. I still think this is a tournament team. Um, I don't right now it doesn't look like a team that's gonna compete for a Big 12 title by any means at the moment. Still plenty of time. Last year we were one and two against uh power six teams before we got into conference play. This year we're two and two. The problem is those two teams have not been good teams by any means. So still a lot of time to figure it out. Hopefully we see somebody off the bench get hot in one of these next five games over December that we can feel good about going into conference play. Now to my Festivus section. Texas Tech found out that they are going to play in the Texas Bowl, which is by not, by all means not a bad bowl game. And there are other circumstances that I would have been happy with this bowl game. I would think that's where we, sh- we should have been. I.e., if Baylor had beaten Texas, then we should have been in the Texas Bowl. If Oklahoma State had beaten West Virginia, then yeah, we should be in the Texas Bowl. But that's not what happened here. And the Texas Bowl is a quality bowl. We'll play an SEC team, a decent SEC team at that. Um, hopefully we get to own the state of Mississippi in bowl games after this. The problem is... This is not where Texas Tech should be in the bowl pecking order. Texas Tech should be at the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando. Texas Tech officials have confirmed they did not decline an invite to the Cheez-It Bowl. They never got an invite. So it works like this. The teams go to the New Year's Six, and the Cheez-It Bowl is supposed to have the second selection of Big 12 teams. We finish fourth, TCU. Is going to the playoffs as they deserve. Kansas State won the Big 12. They're going to the Sugar Bowl. So TC or Texas Tech should have been slotted for the Cheez It Bowl. They should have had that option of going to Orlando, Florida and playing a top 15 Florida State team. They didn't get that option. And the reason is because the logo on their side of the helmet is in a paperclip or a longhorn. 
The reason that Texas Tech's going to the Cheez-It Bowl is because they won the bigger brand in Oklahoma who finished 7th, 7th in the Big 12 instead of the team that just finished 4th. Two games ahead of them in Big 12 play. One game ahead of them overall record with a much tougher non-conference with more meaningful wins than Oklahoma had. And a team that, quite frankly, in their biggest game of the year, didn't crap the bed on national TV and lose 49-0 to their biggest rivals. They chose that team that, by the way, just blew a 21-0 lead against us. Or, sorry, 17-0 lead, a 24-6 lead against us. And they decide to send OU there. Now, there is a scenario that OU should have been playing in the cheez Bowl. That would be if they would be in Texas Tech. Then there would have been four teams tied at four and five. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State would have been two and one, while Texas Tech would have been 0 and 3. Baylor would have been 2 and 1, and then they could have picked between Texas. They could pick between Baylor, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. And sure, Oklahoma gets to go. They even have a better overall record than the other teams. That's not the case. That's not what happened. They decided that to let Oklahoma, a team leaving for the SEC in two years, to jump Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Texas Tech, a Texas Tech team that was two games ahead of them in the standings. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. What's, what's the point of playing that last game? If you're not playing for a better bowl placement, if you're standing in the conference means nothing, what's the point of playing that game? There is none. There is none, quite frankly. Because it doesn't matter anyway. You're going to go to a bowl game. Yeah, it's a good bowl game. I'll take it. If you had told me at the start of this year, you'll play in the Texas Bowl, I, I would have been all over that. If you told me, oh, you'll finish fourth and you'll play in the Texas Bowl, I would have said, okay, I guess only one Big 12 team got into the New Year's Six. Fine by me. I'll take the Texas Bowl. But that's not what happened. They gave it to a team and players, by the way, that didn't deserve to be there. That, quite frankly, do not deserve to be there. They should be playing in the Armed Forces Bowl at Fort Worth so they can try to finally not get humiliated in Ammon G. Carter this year. Also, by the way, this isn't an OU team that finished alone in seventh. They're tied with Kansas and West Virginia. For places 7 through 9. And now, West Virginia's not going to a bowl game. And OU has a head-to-head over Kansas. So I'm kind of just giving them 7th place. But they were no, by no means the clear 7th best team in the conference either. They lost to West Virginia, a team who's not going bowling. Texas Tech has no losses to teams who aren't going bowling. They have five wins against teams that are going bowling, and they played a team going to the playoffs very close on the road, which OU did not. OU's biggest game of the year, the most hyped game, national TV, ABC, everybody's tuning in, and they get whacked 49-0 by a Texas team that Texas Tech beat a couple of weeks previous. And I was at my cousin's place to watch the USA-Netherlands game, and I asked him about Texas football and said, well, our best quarterback just entered the transfer portal. And he may have been joking a bit, but maybe not. Hudson Card started against us. He's a good quarterback. And you can tr- say all that you want 
about, oh, well, Oklahoma was on their second-string quarterback. So were we. So were we. We start three different quarterbacks, four games apiece this year. And you talk about the players, too. That's another factor into this. Ron Williams of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal asked Adrian Fry how many Texas Tech players wanted to go to Orlando for the Cheez-It Bowl. And he said, honestly, everybody, other than guys from Florida, which is crazy, everybody wanted to go to Orlando because they know it's going to be a free trip to Disney. They, they were just going to experience all of that, just be a kid again, and things like that before the... A game and business takes hold. The only guys I think that weren't really looking forward to that were JP, Pierre, Shanahan, because they're all from that area. Everybody was pretty excited. And they'd see the cheese at bold tweets about us and stuff like that. I've never been to Florida. It would have been an amazing first time. And that would have been amazing. You know what's frustrating? You got a team, you got a team of players in Oklahoma who are getting called out by former players for not not caring. That were, according to 24-7 sports, I know that all this boo-hoo, oh, we lost so many players. They still had top 10 talent in the nation. They were number 9 according to 24-7 sports. And they're getting rewarded for sucking with a logo on their helmet and underperforming like nobody else. They underperformed like Germany at the World Cup this year. And they're getting rewarded with a free trip to Disney World. And the players who were picked to finish ninth in the Big 12... Many of them three stars, some low three stars, a couple four stars sprinkled in, no five stars. They up and earned the, the right to go to Orlando to play in the Cheez-It Bowl, play a top 15 team, and they were told, nope, you have the wrong logo on your helmet. We're giving it to these underperforming guys in Norman who didn't earn that right instead because they have the right logo. And that's just absurd. And I'm sorry, this is the first error, error of your mark. I understand some of this is already penciled in. There is some stuff that it's a learning curve. He has to get in here and understand. But this should not happen again. And by the way, how about Baylor? They got jumped by not only Oklahoma. They got jumped by Kansas too. And they're going to have to play in the Armed Forces Bowl against, yes, a good Air Force team. But an Air Force team that, quite frankly, how they play offense, that is the most miserable matchup in the world. (laughs) to prepare for it, it's frankly miserable to prepare for that matchup and they have to play it at their rival stadium they shouldn't be going there oklahoma state i think they'll be okay with where they're going they're going to arizona but they just got jumped by their arch rivals too and they have less of a beef because they lost to oklahoma and they finished the season badly but baylor i mean they played texas pretty decently in austin they beat oklahoma in norman and they get jumped by them too, and now they have to play at their arch rival stadium. It's just all a joke. There needs to be this offseason after your mark learns the bull process. And I get it, he's focused on other stuff too. The bull process doesn't matter as much. There needs to be a rethinking of how we do the bulls, a renegotiation that no, if a team deserves to be somewhere. They get to choose if, they des- if they're going or not. Texas earned the right to choose whether they go to San Antonio or Orlando, and they chose San Antonio. Texas Tech players and officials wanted to go to the cheez Bowl. And on arguments that the payout's different, doesn't matter. All the payouts are lumped in the same and split evenly amongst the conference. So that doesn't matter, and it's minimal anyways. Recruiting, I'm sorry. Playing a game in Houston... 
for a bowl game is not going to win you recruits. Just not happening. It's not happening. And even if it did, well, we play in Houston all the time. We're about playing Houston a lot more often. We just played at that stadium, what, 15, 16 months ago? We're going to play there every other year? I'd love uh, more of a footprint into the Florida market before we go and start playing UCF there. In Orlando. It's just a complete and utter joke. Anyways, going to move on from that now. Uh, I think I've got my thoughts about that out. Texas Bowl is still a good bowl game. Um, it's still a quality bowl game. If you have told me we finished fourth and we're going to the Texas Bowl, we've been okay with that. We've assumed something happened. It's just being jumped by a team two wins lower than you. That you just beat, that drives me the that drives me crazy a little bit. But anyways, the Texas Bowl is still a good bowl game for us. We have some positive things to talk about. Uh, first, I'm going to start with the negatives. Donovan Smith has entered the transfer portal. That's not a surprise to anybody. Um, I think the takeaway for me is that means Bear Morton's definitely staying. I think if it's just Shuck, we could have seen um, we could have seen Smith stay. That's not what ended up happening. I was hoping that you know we could convince him to play that Taysom Hill role. And quite frankly, that's just not what he wants. He wants a chance to be an FBS starting quarterback, maybe even a Power Five starting quarterback. I think he's good enough for it. I think he's definitely good enough for a group of five. I think power five will be a battle. But, I mean, I, I, I think that he certainly has a, start, a chance to start at a power five level. And quite frankly, he's leaving us and he's had four career wins as a starter. I want to take you through these four wins. The Jonathan Garibay 62-yard field goal win to clinch a bowl berth. Beating Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl to beat Mike Leach. Beating Houston in overtime, who was a top 25 team at the time, in double overtime where you had a 4th and 20 to overcome, and then beating Texas in possibly their last trip to Lubbock. I mean, it's impressive with what he's left us with. Wish him nothing but the best of luck. Um... I can't believe we're saying this, but for the second straight year, we're disappointed to see a kicker go. Trey Wolf, he did have an extra year of eligibility. It looks like he's going to try to cut it in the NFL. Um, He's not leaving for the NFL. Um, If there's ever a moment for him to jump for the NFL, I think this is the time. Uh, Kickers, you're not really getting drafted. You're just hoping that, all right, maybe I get a chance somewhere and can win a kicking battle. And that's what happened with Jonathan Garibay. He didn't win that battle. He also jumped at the right time. That he was going to get an opportunity to compete for a spot on an NFL roster. To good news. And also, by the way, Trey Wolf is his fifth year at Tech. He's gone through a lot of education. It was, it, it, it was probably time for him to go and wish him nothing but the best. Same with Donovan Smith. Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchings announced their back. As did Bryce Ramirez. Um, that's to go with Rabbit. That's to go with Reggie Pearson. Um, so some really good news on the defensive front that we're getting these older guys back. We got a lot of, we got some talent uh, still on the defensive front from last year's recruiting class and this year's recruiting class. I think this gives them another year to develop with some minimal roles. Some guys will jump into bigger roles um, before these guys leak. 
But I just want to take you through our defensive front. This is from a tweet from Ryan Mainville. Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings, Joseph Adedere, Sincere Macy, Harvey Dyson, and Josiah Pierre. That is a stacked defensive front. And now, none of these guys are Tyree Wilson who we're losing. You don't need these guys to be Tyree Wilson. If you're asking them to be Tyree Wilson, you'll be sorely disappointed. And I don't think many Tech fans are asking these guys to be Tyree Wilson. I, I think we're a lot smarter than that. But you're backing up. You know, sometimes you lose a good running back and you go running back by committee. Sometimes you lose a good defensive end and you go def- defensive line by committee. And I think that's the route we're going here. I'm really excited to see these guys back in Tech uniforms. They look pretty good against uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma. Um, I think they'll look good against Mississippi State. So a lot of optimism going to into next season. Um, I'm really excited for this season with the Texas Tech coming up in football. Um, excited to take you all through basketball season, even though unfortunately because of our non-conference schedule, we don't get many good games, but uh, we will get some coming up up to talk about at least uh hopefully we see some production from the bench but that's just about gonna do it for this time um obviously hopefully by next week we have more positive defensive returner news we have more uh news on who's entering the transfer portal and well before i go oklahoma state they are in shambles right now Shambles. Their starting quarterback and starting running back have transferred as well as their leading tackler. I I don't know what's going on in Stillwater. I I kind of feel bad for them, and I'm kind of very happy about it. Um, so it's a tough thing. I believe that it's what like a sixth of FBA FBS or D1 players are currently in the portal, and we have two guys in the portal. One of them. We knew was going in the portal. The other one, Donovan Smith, we kind of expected. So, really good news for Texas Tech from the portal front so far. Hopefully, when I come back next week, we're not talking about any bad news from the portal front. Um, just talking about guys that we can get out of there, and hopefully, we have more returners. I think that. <coughs> Sorry, I think that there's a lot of reason to be optimistic. And man, I will say. I wish there were some changes to the portal. I think NIL is overall a good thing. I I agree. I I'd say the same about the portal. I'm glad that a guy like Donovan Smith can transfer out after he's had success and may not get the chance to play much at Texas Tech. But boy, uh, this is going to be an interesting off season from the football front. Thank y'all for joining me. I'll talk to y'all next week.